What's up, hockey fans? Dev here to tell you about the greatest way to gamble in the state of Minnesota, and that is betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Right now, you can get $5 for free to bet on your favorite teams just by signing up using the promo code 10K. Yeah, and you guys can bet on a variety of sports, professional golf if you want to. I mean, the, the sky's the limit with it. You can bet with your friends. You can join competitions. And you can take our money, too. Just look out for our uh, orders when we put them out for certain games and take them up and win some money because we're dipshits. So you could for sure win some money off of us. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. With me, as always, is my attractive, just unbelievably attractive co-host, dude. Just look at him. Look at that greasy bastard. He's so handsome. Yeah, well, how how are you so handsome, Zooch? Because well, I don't know. I don't maybe know. it's the maybe it's the new house look or something. But uh, good lord, you! I'm are actually looking... disappointed in you right now. You didn't use a word from dictionary.com. So. I listen. Uh, I I had a word and then I forgot it because I was so excited to see your face. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. I'll give you a pass on this one, but I expect yeah. a word I do not know. Next the week. word was colloquially, if that uh, that helps. Christ. Yeah, yeah, that does help, but I still yeah. don't know what that means. It's like a fancy word for slang. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um, so Good, we, uh, yeah, Zooch, we uh, we are joined this week by not one but two very special guests who are going to talk about the uh, the Wilds' upcoming trip and preview to uh, South Florida. Coming straight from us from uh, WPLG, Miami's very own number one news station, is uh, David Dwork and Ian Margle. Fellas, how you doing? What's going on? Oh, Ian. Uh, Ian and I go way back. I've, I've <laughs> that, was, that was such a depressing. That was yeah, a depressing. Like, oh, Ian. <laughs> I have missed you. It's weird. It's funny because uh, obviously I, I became friends with your wife first many years ago, but like you and I text every week multiple yeah. times a week. Oh, yeah. we're talking <laughs> Most days. more than people know yeah. and i i'll never forget my wife and i came down to uh to visit ian and uh his his fiance Ooh, we came down to visit them in july and ian came and picked us up from the airport and then the next day his wife or his fiance had to work and uh and and so ian just showed us around miami and we had a great great time it was terrific yeah and uh we get into his car though and the first thing that comes on is the wild takes podcast and I just start laughing, and my wife is in the back seat, like, "What the hell is happening right now?" <laughs> I am a listener. I am a listener. I enjoy listening to you guys. And also, I was just as riveted uh, to see what would happen if that golden rookie of yours would 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 uh, sign his nice new deal, his nice shiny new deal, and and he did. He sure did. Thank God. Yeah. Thank <laughs> goodness. He's exciting. Yeah, it's been very yeah. fun. Um, and then David as well. It's uh, it's lovely to have you. You're um, kind of a one man band for the uh, All Things Panthers down in uh, down in Miami area. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'm very blessed to be able to cover the team. So, you know, between writing and podcasts and you know YouTube stuff coming up and pretty much anything, uh, it's it's pretty cool to uh, to get to cover the team that you grew up cheering for. Uh, being objective is the key, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> how well, it, how it's difficult? It's kind of hard right now. They're they're so uh, they're just so talented and good. I mean, that team down there, yeah. they're, they're exciting to watch now. You kind of it's saw like, it coming glimpses last year, but this year it's like wow. <laughs> that, yeah, it's, that, that team's a fun team to watch. It's weird because like you you spend so many years just being accustomed to such crap hockey, <laughs> and yeah. and it's you know so suddenly you're spoiled. Lightly. 
<laughs> well, no, I mean, look, it is what it is. You, you look at some of those rosters and it, you know, it, it makes sense when you see the record that, you know, went right next to them. But I mean, right now there's just so stacked and they're playing so well together. Um, it's, you almost have to pinch yourself. Like, is this really happening or is you know, have I been dreaming or, but no, I mean, it, it's legit. And uh, it's funny, right? Because you know, not to get sidetracked, but like you, you, you think all these Panther fans down here, you think like long suffering, mm-hmm. appreciative of this amazing embarrassment of riches they have right now. And they lose, you know, they go, Oh, two and two over a four game span. And you think that, you know, the, the team has just fallen off the side of the globe. Um, yeah. I'm still kind of just in, in appreciation of what they've put together to this point and understanding that, you know, over an 82 game schedule, you're going to have your bumps in the road, but yeah, it's, it's awesome having a team that's this good, this legitimate and this built to sustain it for the next several years. It's, it's cool. I right. think, yeah. I think though, I think we desperately needed this little skid because I think you were getting, uh, we have what we like to talk about down in South Florida as the cocky heat fans, uh, Whenever the Miami Heat do anything, it's always – I mean, you just look at South Florida Twitter and it's just Heat and five. It doesn't matter if they if it's game one. It doesn't matter. Uh, so I think we were starting to get a little bit of cocky Panther fan and uh, maybe we were enjoying our shiny new toy a little bit too much. And uh, I think it brought us down to earth a little bit. But, man, this team is fun to watch and kind of feels like – we deserve it at this point for yeah. people that have been fans for 20 plus years. And, you know, other than 96, just seeing mediocrity at best. I mean, finally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, obviously your, your, your team is even, even with, uh, you know, the ousting of, of Joel Quenville, the team still looks like they're going to be in position to be competitive, not just short-term, but also long-term, right? Like that's, um what what's it been what's it been like in the kind of the aftermath on that like we we don't need to touch on the specifics of that whole situation other than an obligatory fuck the blackhawks but um like what was what was that like just from from your guys like point of view uh weird Uh, it was kind of out of nowhere i think at the time uh the panthers were off to this great start i think they were six six and oh when the first, when the first, the shoe dropped and then the second game happened, the seventh game, I think that happened the day of Kyle Beach's interview. And, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of in the middle of this kind of, I don't know, this story that's way bigger than anything you've really had to cover because it's not just a, a hockey story. It's not just a, a goaltender that's playing bad or a struggling power play or, you know, those kind of things like this is like real world problems. Um, so it, it was just different very different. Um, and in the aftermath, you know, you don't want to get too much into the, the nitty pretty details of it, but the aftermath has been, I think about as good as you could expect because you bring in Andrew Burnett, who's been with these guys for the last three years, somebody who knows every guy in that locker room, who knows everything that, you know, coach Quenville was running all the drills, all the systems, every little element of this team. And they're already, were looking, you know, better than maybe they ever had in their history. So why would you want to do anything? to rock that boat. You want to keep everything as stable and steady as possible. And I think really they've done a good job of that. Uh, I, I think Brunette was the right guy for the job because he knew this team backwards and forwards. Um, but the, the whole, the last few weeks, I mean, it's been, you know, things have settled down recently, but I mean, that was, that, that was something that I had not experienced as a journalist before. Something you've covered big stories. You've covered coaches getting fired. You've covered, you know, draft picks coming in. That was something different. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Definitely one of those things too. Like, I mean, like you said, there are so many things in the world that are bigger than sports and just like more and more important. And that was definitely one of them, but it is, it's been really cool just from an outside perspective to see how the, to see the team not completely fall apart because of something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously not the exact same situation, but you look at the NFL with what happened with John Gruden and the Raiders, not the same by any means, but you know, a, a coach gets thrown out in, in embarrassing and in difficult fashion. And that team has tried their best, but can't quite get over the hump the way that the Panthers have been able to do that. How much credit of that goes to goes to Bruno, goes to Andrew Burnett? So I think a lot of it goes uh, to Burnett, but I think there is a leadership in that locker room. Burnett, 
uh, some of the other guys on the coaching staff. Uh, I mean, we there's Derek McKenzie on the coaching staff as well. He used to be a captain of the Panthers. But, it, you know, you look at Alexander Barkov and you look at having Jumbo in that locker room now. And, and, and Jumbo has been with the team for how months now, right? That's it. And you hear in the interviews with guys when you, uh, when they're asked, you know, how have you guys sort of been able to stay through this? And they all said that there were certain guys who, who stood up and were the anchors of that. And, and I think a guy like Jumbo, who is a vocal leader, Alexander Barkov has always kind of been a lead by example guy. Uh, he's sort of grown into that role of, of, of being a little bit more vocal, but They've all they all kind of pointed to Barkov and Jumbo and Aaron Ekblad as sort of guys that kind of kept that room together because I think it is a it was a dangerous dangerous is a is a is a strong word but it was a, a slippery slope they could have fallen down pretty easily um, and I think you know you look at the game versus Carolina when they were both coming in I think what Florida was nine zero and one and and uh, Carolina was nine zero and zero. Yeah. And Barkov is announced out uh, during warmups and Bennett was out and uh, Thornton was out and Bob was out, but, right, Bob was out and Bob's been stellar uh, this entire season so far. And you see a team come out and just absolutely steamroll one of the best teams in the NHL. And, I think that to me spoke volumes about how deep the leadership is on this team and how much they trust each other and how much of a family has been created. And, and a lot of credit goes, I mean, look, Zito, what Zito has come in and done in, in a year is unbelievable, but the, the, the bricks were there. He saw so, the foundation was there and he sort of said it. And I think the leadership they have in that locker room is incredibly impressive right now. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I would agree. I'm sounds I'm similar impressed. to our hometown team. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Sounds similar there. to the Minnesota Wild. I mean, well, and I think they're the built pieces, similarly. They just need right? a GM to start moving the puzzle around. Yeah, sure. No, I agree. You got a couple top end players, and they just got solid players up and down the lineup. I mean, they're just Death. solid. You mm-hmm. don't have a weak line. That's kind of no. the key to being good in the NHL is not having a weak line. And also well, having a very, very strong blue line. I've been very right. impressed with the Panthers blue line. I mean, obviously Ekblad is just unbelievable, but even the rest of the team is. So you know, young, that young goalie too is exciting. Well, I mean, and, and, you know, and he, and right. And he's looked like, he's looked like a young goalie the last few outings and, and he, you know, he's not Superman. He's, he's a rookie. Right. He's going to have rookie moments. Uh, and I want to touch on the defense here in a moment, but really quickly, David and I, and on David's podcast before the season were almost laughing about the ridiculous center depth. The, the Florida Panthers have, I mean, you look at Barkov, you look at Etulo Starnin, who has come out as a legitimate can play any line center. Uh, Anton Lundell looks like he is a legit steal, even though he was what twelfth or fifteenth yeah. overall. 12th yeah, he's like twelfth, hey. I think. I mean, an absolute steal. Nico Koivu Jr. Baby. But then you've got uh, a Thornton and a Chari, and you've got Marchman plays some center if he can, if he wants to, and and Reinhardt can play center if he needs to, and and you've got Bennett. I mean, I even missed, mm-hmm. and all of the sudden. David and I, Dave and I were texting a couple of days ago, and I was like, "Damn, we were laughing about that center depth." But they had how many guys out uh, during that Carolina game? Oh, they had, you know. So anyway, it's been impressive to see them step up. And I mean, look, you see a guy like Mackenzie Weger, who was a seventh round draft pick and is now a legitimate one, you know, D one pairing. That's, yeah. you know, not something the Panthers have been phenomenal about is finding late round, you know, steals. And he's he's kind of their gold star of that. I, I, yeah, he's been awesome. He's super fun to watch. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited that, um, that, you know, like the, the Panthers have been really exciting. It seems like, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, hockey in South Florida just as a whole has in, increased and improved and been like a bigger part of it, of things, or at least, at least a little bit more like publicly part of things. Maybe it's always been kind of big behind the scenes, but at least, at least a little pub- more publicly, it seems like hockey in South Florida is just like really on the rise. What's the like scene like in 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 South Florida? 
I mean, I think now it's getting a lot more attention because you talk about guys like Chikrin and Gostas Bear and yeah, like Chase Prisky, who's a homegrown tie, just played for the Panthers last week, made his NHL debut. Um, oh, yeah, that's Duhay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's more, it's something that's been percolating behind the scenes down here for the last decade or two, but now you're starting to see the fruits of that labor and guys coming into the NHL and bringing a little bit more attention to South Florida hockey. Um, but I mean, look, it, it's still something that's growing, right? Um, you've got basically right now three rinks, um, one of them way down South, one of them in the middle in Pembroke Pines, in, you know, South Broward County. And then you've got the Panthers practice facility up in North Broward. We're getting a new rink out in Fort Lauderdale where there's a bigger population out there, a little bit more metropolitan area. Uh, so that'll bring some more attention. Hopefully some more youth hockey. They're bringing a brand new rink in Boca Raton right now. Um, that's bringing ice to an area that hasn't really had much access to it. So it's still in the process of growing. But I think when you see the combination of the investment locally, and then you see guys like Gostas Bear and Chikrin and Prisky and Duhame and, and you know any other uh, South Florida products that make it to that level and bring the attention, I think it's all just kind of coming together at, at a good time for South Florida hockey. And granted, it's something that's been slowly, slowly building for you know three decades now. Um, but it, it is cool to see these kids like actually making it to the NHL and coming back to a Panthers game. And it's like, Oh my God, I'm playing on my home ice at, you know, the sunrise rink. Like, you know what I mean? It's usually yeah. like, oh, a guy back in Toronto for the first time or, you know, something like that. So it, yeah. it's fun for South Florida to get a small piece of that pie. Minnesota has the, uh, has like the one of us thing. Cause there's, you know, a hundred thousand people that, uh, that all play hockey at a professional level somehow. And, you know, everybody like it's, it feels like, it feels like anytime that uh, that the Wild are playing anybody, it's always like, oh, and keep an eye out for you know this guy for, who went to Shadow St. Mary's and this guy from yeah. Duluth and this guy from you know uh, Southeast Mankato, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, like I always kind of roll my eyes at that with Minnesota because like you know we're the state of hockey, like we should be doing that, but it's really really cool when you see. Uh, and I hate the term, but I don't, I don't, I don't have a better one of the quote unquote non traditional markets to have warm weather market. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds worse somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. Like the, the, the hot, sh- hot places. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, so I feel that, that rivalry down there too with Tampa and Florida, it's kind of brewing now. It's, it's, it's getting a little bigger. And I think that probably draws more people into hockey as a whole, because you watch that and you're like, Oh, wow. That looks pretty, pretty fun. That looks awesome. You know, they're fighting, <laughs> they're scoring goals. I mean, that th- those games, that playoff series was, Pretty, pretty incredible last year. Yeah, it's it's more than brewing. That is that is uh, boiled over at this yeah. point. Uh, those That is a full-blown rivalry. There are guys on those teams that do not like each other. Uh, and it was actually, we were all surprised uh, in the first matchup that there just wasn't any chippiness. And there were a couple <laughs> guys that didn't play in that game. That's probably why there wasn't much chippiness. But nonetheless, um, sort of to your point about, you know, the one of us thing with, with Minnesota – I, you know, growing up, I'm, I'm 30 and I grew up playing, you know, hockey in South Florida and, and, you know, David can attest to this. David was, David played juniors. He's one of maybe three f- people I know that did that. You know, I, I had a guy on my high school team who was like a Shattuck St. Mary dropout and just his family moved to South Florida. And like, that was our, you know, he was our best player and he, he was a guy <laughs> that couldn't play a Shattuck. Uh, and, you know, I, I had a, a guy that I played, that my brother played travel with that, that, you know, was a seventh rounder and never made it out of the ECHL. And so to see guys now actually making it up, I think is really cool. And I think it's really good for the game. And, and I'm glad that David mentioned this because just re- realistically access is, is a massive thing here because when, when David said those things, you know, your listeners probably don't know what North and South Broward and whatever that is. The one rink that is all the way South is in South, South Miami Dade. It's called an area called Kendall. You would have to drive an hour North to get to the South Broward rink, which is in Pembroke, Southwest Broward rink, which is in Pembroke Pines. And then you got to go another 45 minutes, 40 minutes, right, David, to, to yeah. Coral Springs for, for. Depends who's driving, rink. but. The, the, right. Well, the arena formerly known as Incredible Ice, uh, that is, you know, the current Panthers practice facility. Uh, and, you know, it's 
the interest is growing, and I think the ac- having the access is going to be helpful. And I think what's interesting what the Panthers do, and, and obviously a lot of pa- pa- uh, teams do this, but the Panthers have been pretty good about getting into some lower-income neighborhoods, which is a difficult thing with hockey, right? I mean, it's a sport that is expensive. It, it, is, an, it is inherently a very expensive sport, but the Panthers have been introducing it to some lower income neighborhoods. Uh, and especially that rink that's going to be in, that's going to be in Fort Lauderdale, downtown Fort Lauderdale will provide access even to just kids that can go skating. Right. I mean, how much does just getting a kid on a pair of skates for a free skate, forget pads, just get him in a pair of skates. How much does that do just to build a fan base and build a group of and build a group that is going to, you know, come to games and see that. I mean, there were years where, the Panthers couldn't do, couldn't give away tickets. Um, and now, you know, they're still, they're still not expensive uh, when you compare them to places and the camera angles. If you ask any Panther fan, it's the can our arena looks empty every game because of the camera angles stink because they're facing the, like uh, the club level and where they get, where they sell seats to companies and that stuff. So those seats are empty all the freaking time. The other side of the arena is pretty much always full. Uh, so, that you know, it's a, it's a fan base that's growing. It's a sport that's growing down here. And I think access is going to be massive for it. I mean, Ian, you mentioned that, uh, you know, like the t- tickets are pretty cheap. Um, you know, I, 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 I live, you know, it's no secret to anybody that's listening to the show. I live in North Carolina. Hurricanes tickets, when I first got here, uh, were like $7. And for like, I got, I got like fifth row off the ice tickets for 50 bucks. I got, I got two of them and it was my wife's first NHL game and we paid under a hundred dollars. And I mean, hell, even just this past April, I was in Florida just outside of Tampa for, I forget if it was game three or game five of the Tampa Panther series. The place that I was staying at was like an hour and a half from the Tampa arena. And I was able to, I was like looking at tickets and I was like, if the wild weren't playing, Vegas at the same time, I would probably buy tickets because they were like 40 bucks for upper deck seats in a playoff game that had been fucking awesome series right. so far. And it's it's really cool to see now because I was just curious. I looked up the tickets for the uh the first Florida Lightning game this year, and the the same tickets that I was looking at for before were like almost twice as much for a regular season game. Like that's awesome. And that's just in you know six months. So I'm I'm very excited and looking forward to seeing what uh, what's coming next in South Florida. Well, this is a town and a region that loves a winner. I mean, you know, Ian mentioned earlier about how people go crazy for the Heat down here. Well, that's just the Heat have been a perennial playoff team basically for the last thirty 20 years. years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in the '90s, like they, you know, they didn't win their first title until 2006. But in the '90s, they were in the playoffs every year. They were fighting the Knicks every year. You know, it was Pat Riley and Alonzo Mourning and all that stuff. And the heat have just been super popular always. And it's also, it's like the trendy thing. It's basketball is a cool sport to follow. Um, You know, the athletes are really fun and cool and personable. Um, So it it makes sense. This has always been a traditional football town, but football down here has been really crap for the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the U Ian? Um, Please don't. I actually regret wearing the sweatshirt, honestly, but it's fine. (laughs) It's cold. It's cold down here tonight, boys. It's 73 degrees. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's quite chilly. <laughs> winter, winter is officially kicked in. We're 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 in the seventies. Winter is here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, just to finish my point, like as long as the Panthers are being successful and winning, that attendance is going to keep growing. And when they have yeah. success in the playoffs, and fans really can get locked in and be like, "Oh, okay, I can go and watch this team win and have a good time," it's going. They're going. The ticket's going to be popular. It's going to be a hot ticket. They just have to first show that they're a good winning team, and then prove that they're not going to go away. The Heat have spent 20-plus years building up what they have right now. And there's a reason that the AAA is always packed. Whether the seats are always full, I don't know. But the building is always – there's always a ton of people in that building having fun and partying and watching the Heat. And it's just like a destination thing. They try to do that with the Dolphins. It's not going to work because the team sucks. The Canes are a million miles (laughs) off campus, and you're never going to have a college atmosphere. Um so right now it's about the winter teams. And uh, I think the Panthers, I think we're going to be impressed by, by the way the attendance is going to grow. And by the time playoff time gets here, they'll be packed. The Marlins yeah. literally put a club. I didn't even mention the Marlins. club and a, I know, they put an <laughs> actual no club to. and a swimming pool 
in the freaking stadium, but they're so bad, no one went. <laughs> they got rid of it. Oh uh, man, you know. And actually, one Devin, you said one of the things you said, and it's not exactly what you meant, but you said you want you know it's cool. You want to see the future of you know what's to come with the, with the Panthers, buddy. You have the checkers in your backyard. We, I, I sure do. Up. We're, we're gonna see a game this year. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, open invite to uh, uh, to come on up here. You know, I'm in the room that you'll be staying in uh, whenever you come visit. <laughs> so yeah, that's right just there. Ian and I making personal plans on podcast time. <laughs> but I'm sorry, uh, was that not what I'm supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I, it's it's awesome to see. And I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Panthers are undefeated at home, right? Yeah, the Panthers haven't lost at home since like last April. They finished uh, on a six game home winning streak last season. And uh, they're seven and zero oh, uh, this year, so uh, that's gotta yeah, go. It's cool, way nice little home ice advantage in South I, Florida. Yeah, you always hear Elliot Friedman talk about if you're going to lose, lose on the road. Like, I guess that's what the Panthers are doing, right? They're on their little four game skid, and there's no offense, there's probably a good amount of people that don't even know that because they haven't been at home. Yeah, no, trust me, the Panthers fans have noticed. Panthers the fans, yeah, I, just more like the I was going to say, I was going to say, public. Panthers. Panthers Twitter has been in, in a slight meltdown. Uh, there's a significant portion that's been in a slight meltdown that led to a David Dwork article basically saying, calm the F down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's an 82-game season. Too. Yeah, that, exactly. The wild fans after we lost uh, to Seattle, I think it was a few weeks back. Oh, oh my God. God. The sky was falling, and they, they, they rattle off five in a row, whatever it was. And it's like, okay, you guys done now? Like, let's Yeah, see that was you're, really It's hockey. Dumb. You're going to lose. Like, you're going to lose 20 games in a hockey season, unless you're the Lightning, I guess. Just lose <laughs> under 20 games the past two seasons. That's just random. But you're usually going to lose 20-plus games in a hockey season. Not a lot of teams. If you're lucky. Yeah, you guys right. did okay against the Kraken a couple nights ago. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. When we go in there yeah thank you for covering, <laughs> Wild. Much appreciated. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we, nice uh, little natural hat trick to get you to get you uh, get you over there. Yeah. Hey, Pitlick looks you good. Gotta love wild take. It's uh, keeping <laughs> up for you that you gave forty points for Pitlick. Yeah, man. Not looking uh, not looking awful right now. <laughs> you got five <laughs> points already. Uh, yeah. I mean, three three came three coming one night. I love those like dumb little moments in sports that are just like kind of like funny and poetic. Like Cam Newton comes back to the Carolina Panthers and his first two plays are touchdowns, right? Like that's a fun, dumb, poetic thing It in the grand, like from a statistical standpoint, it's an insignificant plot point or it's an outlier or whatever. Um, Rem Pitlick gets COVID the first time that we play Seattle. He gets COVID like in the, like right before the game. Right. Um, and then his first game back from COVID, he comes in and scores a natural hat trick. And like, that's like a fun, that's like, that's like a little poetic thing. Um, I just, I really enjoy those like fun, like, okay. Like the sports writers, the sports gods, whatever you want to call them. They're, they're having a good time with this one. <laughs> He's done that move. Every breakaway has had this year and it should have worked three times. I mean, the one he missed, what did he kind of, he just kind of numbed it past the net, but he beat the goalie. Yeah. And, oh, he beat, uh, yeah, he beat Grubar he hard. Well, no, he beat Grubar twice with the same exact move. But, I mean, he's kind of Koivu-esque how he's using the same move every single time. He hasn't changed it up once. Yeah. It's no, hard I'm... to stop that move, though, at this speed. Yeah, it's always it's always a good thing to to see it, too, when when uh, you have the – like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring it in full circle, do some wild talk here now because, um, you know, there's nothing that we love to, more than to hear other people, you know, just hype up our guys – um Ian I know that I've I've complained to you about it too where like wild fans get all anxious that uh Kaprizov is quote-unquote underperforming and he's like you know 10 points in 11 game or in like 14 games or I think it's I think it's 11 points in 14 games oh man oh dear oh dear just off a point a game what yeah. a what a slump for such a young yeah. kid that's that was <laughs> right. so stellar and almost single-handedly carried his team on your back last year <laughs> yeah uh god what a letdown no, I mean, look, Kaprizov is a special player and will be a special player for a very long time. Uh, calm the F down, as uh, one David Dwork implied in an article recently, uh, <laughs> as I said before. Um, I mean, look, what do you – I mean, come on. The kid's not going to – what he was doing at the end of last season especially is yeah. not sustainable over an 82-game season. Yeah, unless your name not. is Connor McDavid. Yeah, and he's a different level of human being. Uh, I don't know if he is a human being. Yeah, I don't think right. he is. Did you uh, totally? Oh, we saw it. Sorry, total tangent. Did you see the the 
the progression to his point. So his first hundred points and how many games it yeah. took his second hundred points. It dropped to like in his his last hundred points that he just got. It was like games. sixty three games. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's just. Ridiculous. He's not, not a human fair. being. It's, it's just not it's different. So anyway, Wild fans, from a person you don't know and don't care about his opinion, <laughs> calm the F down. Kaprizov is going to be fine and honestly is fine. I, I'm i not doing this as a wild take because I have others for later. Oh, I'm excited. I have for another this. one for later. But I, I guarantee Kaprizov is at a, about a point per game at the end of the season, I, give or take, give or take, like point point two. I'm gonna say. I'm yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say he's gonna be at like one point two or point nine. Like he's gonna be there, and you're gonna be very happy. And everybody, calm the f down. It's been <laughs> and your team's not even like you're get winning, better. So. Like your right team's winning. Winning. in a good in a good division. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Just like watching him because he's still so young, right? And like just first coming into the NHL and really kind of being wide eyed and looking around. Like I, I actually got to watch him play when he was in the KHL, um, yep. his last year there when he was with uh, Siska. Oh, that was um, a great game. That was a great season. I, I made so much money just betting Siska puck line. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it was basically Siska and SKA and, you know, maybe yep. a little Akbar's that year. Um, and then uh, what's it? Uh, Bob Hartley's uh, avant-garde team kind of came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. People, sorry, guys, totally khl in this uh no 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 they, they they trust me we've done it before they know they know okay. what to expect here but no i mean watching him on that team where he was really like the central focus of the offense and really everything kind of driv- drove through him and then watching him come to minnesota and really kind of figuring out how to play in the nhl how to use the ice to his advantage and now watching the confidence that he has with the puck how smart he's been without the puck yeah. uh, it's just been it's been a pleasure to watch this young player grow and blossom into what he is now and there's no reason to think that he's done improving i mean he still hasn't hit his prime years yet yeah well it's that, that uh, dude's ceiling same is so feeling high. With, uh, same feeling with fiala fiala the past uh, couple weeks oh, here that wow. deflection he had the other night was insane oh my god well he's he's just been big bodying people too which is different from years with fiala it just seems like he's much stronger on the puck and it's he can't move him he gets yeah. on it and that overtime yeah. goal he set up with Kaprizov where they try to get him off the puck. He's like, all right, get off me, little man. He yeah. He's doing pass he's, right to Kaprizov. Like, okay, that's filthy. He's doing what uh, he's doing with Florida Panthers legend Nick Bukestad should have always done. In his <laughs> hey, Yugi's playing good too, man. He's, he's got a roll up here. I don't know. Hey, I have told, and Devin will vouch for me, I have really? told him since day one, I love Nick Bukestad. I have been frustrated that Nick Bukestad was not a better version of Nick Bukestad for many, many years. Right. Uh, and I loved it that when he, when uh, he was, when he left the Panthers that he, they landed in Minnesota. Uh, and I've been thrilled to see that he had an OT winner a couple weeks ago yeah. and that he's, that he's still chugging along. Uh, I love Nick Bukestad. That is this not is it's like a glove look, in our yeah. bottom six. It's, he's, he's a nice fit here for sure. I love it. Yeah. I mean, uh, that fourth line with uh, him and Duhame actually, it's usually it's him, Duhame, and Sturm. Yeah, um, it's a really good fourth line. And, yeah, and the three of them, like, several times this year have been far and away our best line on the ice. Like, they are putting – It's kind of funny. Seeing your yeah. fourth line dominate in the offensive zone, you're like, what's going on here? That's not normal. Like, we and line them up against – in the defensive zone. We line them up against the McKinnon line when we played Colorado, and everybody yeah. was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. And, like, that was, like, a choice. It wasn't like Bednard – like waited until last change and did that. We did that. Like we knew that <laughs> yeah, the, we knew the McKinnon line was coming out. We're like, yeah, you know what? Let's send our fourth liners out. And it worked. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I we love lost it. the game, but it wasn't because of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's been great to see like the development from Buke said, especially because uh, like you, like you said, Ian, he is a, uh, he is great when he's on and when he's uh, not on, he can be very, very frustrating to watch. Um, I haven't, he hasn't really had one of his traditional like disappear like a ghost game yet this year, Good, which right. is great. Um, you know, who knows if this is just a great 14 game sample size or if he, that's just gone. But I will say that he came in, he came into camp, he looked like he'd lost weight, he looked faster. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, I haven't gone there and done some measurables with him, but he looks, <laughs> he looks like he's, uh, really taking things seriously and he kind of like is thriving i guess now that he like they, he just knows hey i need to go and just like give it my all for like 11 minutes a night 
and some nights I'm going to be out there for 16 and let's just fucking go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, look, it's, it's the right position for him to be in. Right. And, you know, he's, he, I think his ceiling was a top six player. I think he never truly hit that ceiling, but I, I think he's settled in, in a role that really fits him. And, uh, and I'm, I'm thrilled for him. Thrilled for him. Yeah. All right. Let's, um, let's, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, what to expect with the game, the upcoming game this Saturday, uh, between the wild and the Panthers, six o'clock Eastern five o'clock, uh, Minnesota time in, in Florida. What, uh, like, how do you guys see that going down? I don't know what your the re- like the week leading up looks like we've got, uh, we've got a game tonight by the time that you're listening to this at, uh, against San Jose. And then, uh, on Thursday against the stars for uh, Ryan Suter's return to Minnesota. What do you see? What do you see happening with, uh, with the wild at the Panthers? Uh, well, I mean, I would expect it maybe not to be the highest scoring of games considering both teams are really good at possessing the puck and both teams are really good at driving the play. Um, if my math serves me right, I think that might be a Spencer Knight start. Uh, they've been doing since the season started. Yeah, it's two Bob was hurt. It's yeah. been three for Bob, one for Knight. So I'm pretty sure that it would be a Spencer Knight start. Um, but again, you never know. Um, but e- either way, I, I, I'm excited to see them play against each other. They're two teams that, despite the fact that they can put the puck in, they're both pretty physical. And uh, they both kind of succeed playing the same style of hockey. So should be a good game. Um, we may be rooting for different outcomes, but, you know, still fun. I mean, copy paste. Uh, I was going to say they played very similar style games. Both teams like possession. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I have a feeling this will be a very neutral zone heavy game. Uh, neither team letting either team neither team letting the other get over their blue line very easily. Um, I think they match up really well. Uh, Panthers are dealing with some injury issues right now, and they've got uh, the Islanders Tuesday, and then it's the Devils, I believe, on Thursday. Right? Yep. Um, and so, you know, they, these are two teams they've already played before. Uh, Devils handed them their first uh, shit storm of the season. And so I know the Panthers will be wanting to come out for that one, uh, firing on all cylinders. Um, I think it'll be a good game uh, on Saturday. And I'm excited to see Kaprizov in South Florida for the first time. Yeah. That'll uh, be really cool. First I mean, time playing down here. He's, He's visited yeah, a few he, times. Yes. Well, that's yeah, what he had. He, he got spent some time. Yeah, he got yeah. a secret I, vaccination I, there. Yep. Yes. I, a, weird weird. a lot of people theory. got some weird vaccinations here. Um, <laughs> we don't know how long he's even in South the Florida, man. Caprizo uh, was hiding out in Miami or something. Uh, all the all those guys, all those Russian guys do. Uh, <laughs> no, to skate, see him skate. Yeah, well, again, play. I guess uh, right. an NHL game in South Florida will be really cool. He's one of the. He's one of the guys that personally for me. I mean, you talked about McKinnon and we talked about McDavid. Uh, for me, Kaprizov is already on the level that I want to see this kid in person. He's a guy that's going to make me, I mean, I, you know, I go to every game I can anyway, but it's a guy that makes me want to go to, to see a game. So, and again, yeah. Panthers legend, Nick Bukestad, gotta go, gotta go show my respect, man. <laughs> I'm only yeah, a was the last time Bukestad was here as a visitor? As a uh, two, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, he signed it's not with these. Yeah. With the Pens had to have been. It's really like mm-hmm. played for, isn't it? Pens and. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he was healthy. When, I don't know if he ever played against down here as a Penguin. Because he, he was not. They had to have given him his. They had to have given him his, 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 like. His tribute video. Jumbotron, his tribute yeah. video. Yeah, I'm sure they did. That might have been the story of the Minnesota Wild season, but a lot of tribute videos. Yeah, no kidding. First couple weeks. Didn't, didn't, was that was that a troll job by Russo, or did they actually play a video for John Merrill in Vegas? Because if they did, that's hilarious. That's oh, actually man. really I think funny. They, I think they did. That's, I, that's I, fantastic. I, I wasn't. I yeah. Random. I mean, sure, John Merrill. He's a fine. He's a fine guy. But for him, like, I don't. Was he a fan favorite in Vegas? I don't know. It's, it's, it seems weird. Three years later, because he played for the Canadians, and I know he played for another team too. Yeah. The Red Wings and Canadians. I don't know when the hell. I don't know. It's just a weird, a weird thing. Like John Merrill getting a video <laughs> tribute in Vegas. I like it. All these other people. I don't know. Long live the mullet, man. <laughs> yeah, that's six stash and mullet. I mean, how can you not? 
Um, I mean, yeah, I've got nothing really more to add on that hasn't already been said. I, um, yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little biased. I'm looking at the, um, I'm just looking at the Wilds schedule this week, and I, it wouldn't surprise me. So we've got a back to back with you guys again. You know, uh, you guys first, and then on Sunday we've got uh, Tampa. Tough, um, tough back. Fun, yeah, fun shot in Florida. Fun yeah, little right. grind. It is a Usually, bit of a gauntlet now. Usually our yeah, South our South Florida trips are fun. That's for sure. Yeah, things have changed. Like, oh, let's go get a couple wins down here and get out get of a here. Tan. Maybe Actually, get I remember, a tan. Get a tan I remember the the night of my wedding. Um, the Wild were on one of their South Florida trips, and uh, they were playing Tampa, and uh, we're like doing something right at the end of the wedding, and like Ian throughout the night, Ian would come up to me and be like, "Hey, by the way, like the Wild are down four two, or you know whatever the score was," <laughs> and then. Finally, I, I look over and Ian and a bunch of my friends from Minnesota are all like huddling around a phone. I'm like, oh boy, what's happening? And Jason Zucker is, is on a breakaway and scores a, I forget if it was an overtime winner or just like a late goal. I think it was a late game winner. And, uh, and so That's like we're the lasting what, memory from your wedding, huh? This is, this is, I'm not. There were a few lasting this. memories from his wedding. <laughs> the Daltons know how to party. Jason Zucker scored in breakaway yeah. goal. Like he yeah, I know. It was, un- like it was unbelievable. Was a, was a dream. That's why I remember it. It's because it was Zucker. <laughs> well, that's why it's so weird seeing the number 16 score on breakaways. For yeah. Minnesota. Every time it happens, you're like, wait, huh? What um, happens when but I mean, this couldn't 16? have been, this couldn't have been more than 90 seconds before my wife and I hopped in a limo and went to our honeymoon. And so we're sitting there watching and Zucker scores. I'm like, yes. Jesus Christ. Deb. Oh man, yeah. Uh, that's I mean, it's a highlight from the wedding. Is that's yeah, that's a wild beating uh, there, there were there were there were a few highlights from that wedding. The Daltons know how to throw a party. I'm very curious <laughs> to hear what Ian thinks was the highlight. Now, <laughs> uh, to be honest, there's a picture of me on the dance floor dancing with your mother, and it's the the best picture of the entire <laughs> wedding, in my opinion. Because, wow, uh, uh, phenomenal, a phenomenal yeah, lady, a, fun, a phenomenal lady, that woman. Uh, I know the picture you're talking about. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, it was it was a, an absolute ball. Uh, it was damn. You guys have been married a while now. Three years. Yeah. But, uh, Hi, Amanda. <laughs> I mean, it, like I, I just, I that's about like a very fond memory for me though, because uh, like Zuch said, we've seen Zucker. Ha- we Zucker. It feels like it's three breakaways a game, and. He would maybe in the score. playoffs too. Oh my goodness! Like yeah. I feel like that blue series. He he was alone on Allen a handful of times, and it's like uh, that game that we goal. put fifty two shots on yeah, on, yeah. on Allen. Yeah. I think Zucker had sixteen of them, and <laughs> might have and I think on those sixteen shots, I think he was against a combined four defenders, yeah. like across all six. Like he is we unbelievable at getting too. open. We're not. We're not. We're oh, not, I not love Jason the guy. Zucker. This is yeah. This is not a criticism. It was just like he always found a way. He always found a way to get open and make an incredible play. And he was so much faster than everybody else that he would just get down and just have like an unbelievable breakaway opportunity. And it like he would do that probably eighty five times a season, and like six would go in. <laughs> that is uh, not the best numbers there. No, but I yes, think like he did it on the night that it counted. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it mattered. <laughs> it, it mattered. I guess it technically I guess. counted. I guess it can't technically counted on all the attempts. Yeah. No, I, I, but I, 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 I say all that because like, I'm excited now because the the south the South Florida trips actually are meaningful games. Like we've always played Tampa tough. You guys have actually always been really tough for us for whatever reason. Right. Hopefully that uh, doesn't continue. <laughs> I'm excited. I think this is a test for the Wild. It's an early season. Uh, just little gauntlet for them. Let's get out of there with maybe two or three points if you can. Maybe yeah. split a couple overtime losses. I wouldn't be against that. Maybe yeah, three points. Get some points. Yeah, but, if, if we get out of that two-game stretch with two points, I'll be happy by. Yeah, no, I split. I mean, I, I'd get out there with a split. If you beat Florida or Tampa, that's a good win, either or. Yeah. And no one's going to well, bat an eye if you lose to those teams either. So We, we prefer if you beat Tampa just – this, I mean, not that you guys have any say, but you know, well, just we'll, shit, we'll, I'd uh, prefer if we beat Tampa too. I, I'd prefer if we go two and zero personally. <laughs> uh, I, I think. Well, I mean, 
I think with playing the stars, I think we got the upper hand on them and the sharks. So I, the stars stink. I just hope they can get a you know four points in those games and kind of free roll it into Florida, maybe get a win out of those two games. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. So we're All sitting right. atop the central, aren't we? I'm yeah, we are. we are. Yeah, we're um, we're uh, we're top of the central. We are. No McKinnon for three weeks. That's huge for the Wild. I believe I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> it is truly always a good thing to be happy about. Yeah, I'm the Panthers are sitting at the top of the fantasy. league, too. I'm definitely not happy about that. But. Well, don't forget, the Panthers have also played 15 games, so that does give them a, a, I mean, a little I mean, bit of a got, pad, You're but... only one game ahead of us, and you yeah, guys have a game four. in hand. I'm just looking at the standings right now. No, uh, you guys the have Leafs, a game in hand. The Leafs, uh, the Leafs are right behind you with 21 points, and you have you actually have, you actually have a game in hand on them. Um, Panthers always have a game in hand. Uh, except for Carolina, Carolina has two games and on the Panthers, right? But everybody else, yeah. And you, yeah. you don't got to worry about the Leafs; those guys disappear in the playoffs anyway. Yeah. Mean, if I was a Panther fan, I'd be praying. I'd be praying to get the Leafs around one. For, I mean, try guys, and get them the four guys, seed. I was kind of hoping the Buffalo. You know, I was hoping they'd hold oh, on there. <laughs> yeah, the jugger, the juggernaut Buffalo Sabers from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, of the season. They, they trade Eichel and haven't won since. Oh my god, does this work? I'm at a loss on that start one. To their season. I don't understand them. It made no sense. I mean, the, the the Red Wings, too. I mean, the Red Wings are a little more understandable because they did add some pieces that you're like, oh, it could be okay. Yeah. But the fact that they're even – they're hanging around pretty well right now. Yeah. Red Wings right. just took the lead on Columbus. That's exciting. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, I know that uh, David especially um, – has been very gracious with this time. Ian, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> not nearly. My time is not nearly as valuable. <laughs> I do appreciate you coming and chatting with us on your, on your day off while your, your lovely fiance is doing something, probably uh, talking shit about me to, uh, to my wife right now. Great having the both of you on before we let you guys go. We'll end the interview the same way that we had every interview. Uh, we'll start with you, David, David Dwork. What is your wild take? Oh man, I, gosh, my wild take. Um, the Dolphins are going to win out and make the playoffs. Oh wow, that's wow, spicy. That is wild. <laughs> look, look, at, look at their next few games. It's very possible that they can get themselves back yeah. to five hundred. And I think if you and after going one and seven, if you can even get back to five hundred, that's pretty spectacular in and of itself. Their next few games is like they play the Jets' place, they play the Giants, they play Carolina. Uh, it's favorable. And they're getting yeah. their quarterback back. And I wish I could say I planned this. Is now I feel like I'm digging myself this deep hole. But um, no, I <laughs> look. It's wild, right? Why not? Yeah, it's no. definitely they wild. Won Ten games last year, and they didn't make the playoffs. They'll go nine and eight this year and squeak in with a wild card. Nine and eight is such a weird record. I'm still not used to it. But yeah, I mean, you uh, you've got the no, no they'll the, win out, right? That's what I said. Ten and seven. Ten they're and seven. Ten and seven. Yeah. Winning out, yeah. So you've got. Jets, Dolphins, Jets. Uh, Jets, Panthers, Giants, Jets again, at Saints, at Titans, and then you Patriots. New England. So yeah. I, I guess you well, just got to hope. Mean, Titans and Patriots, that's really it on that schedule that I just heard that makes Yeah, well, Saints, they, they won Saints in New England Titans. already. Yeah, yeah. Saints, they won in New England. and playing with a backup QB. They're, I think they're cooked. The Saints are Yeah, good. I mean, they, they won in New England away. to start the season, and, and uh, New England-Miami has always been a toss-up in, in Miami. Never, so. Oh, yeah. New England never wins in Miami, it feels like. So, well, it, it, it certainly yeah. feels like it as a Dolphin fan, but, you know. <laughs> well, I've been right. Tom Brady for 20 years. All right. God, that's uh, that's going to be one of the more fun ones to keep up. And, of course, now that you've said it out loud and put it into a public uh, public space, the uh, Jets are going to win by 40 this weekend. So I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry for your loss. I mean, this is the same Dolphins team that lost to Jacksonville, right? So let's yeah. – uh, but no, you know, why not? Hey, it's <laughs> All right. That's what we do here. Ian Bargle, what is your wild take, my friend? Uh, I'm going to do two quick ones. Oh, yeah. Two NHL ones, two Panthers ones. Uh, and that one of them is going to make David laugh, uh, but and maybe shock some people. Uh, Alexander Barkov, the leader of the Florida Panthers, should no longer be taking shots in shootouts. Uh, he should not oh because boy. I don't see. I think maybe he scores two this whole season. Uh, who you, one man who used to be stop, unstoppable on shootouts is quite stoppable now. 
Uh, and then the actual wild take that I want to uh, leave here with Anton Lundell will be a finalist for the Calder right now. I think he's like plus 3000 or something like that. Uh, and Spencer Knight has better odds, but I'm thinking Anton Lundell will be up there with Moritz Sider and, and some of the others as a finalist. I will I like also it. throw in maybe not such a wild take, but you got me thinking of it. I thought you were going here, Ian, but I'm going to throw it out there Selfie. anyway. No, bigger. Sasha Barkov wins the Hart Trophy. Ooh. Ooh. I thought that's I where think, you were going with that. I, I, I like where you're going because it feels like he hasn't scored in a shootout since like 2019. Um, yeah. But no, Barkov, super important, scoring like a beast. His possession metrics are off the charts. Barkov wins the Hart Trophy this year, and the Panthers maybe win the President's Trophy. Well, you're 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 in the driver's seat for the president's trophy right now. Uh Again, I really two games like... in two games ahead of Carolina, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh I really like that. Uh by the way, Ian updated odds. The uh as of fifteen minutes ago, uh Lundell's odds are plus two thousand for the Calder trophy. Uh-huh. Look at that. So I took him make... I should have taken it at plus three thousand. Yeah. If you want to make some money though, that's a good spot. Uh he's uh, he's in a three-way tie with Bowen Byram and Michael Bunting. I don't what see do they that have remaining at? for a long time. Uh, Knight is fifth best odds at tw- plus 1,200. 1,200, yeah, he stayed the same. Zegris and uh, Raymond both uh, both lead the way with plus 425 and plus 475, respectively. And then Moritz Cedar at plus 850. And uh, Cole Caulfield still at plus 900, even though he's in the AHL right now. Even in the NHL right now. Raymond's filthy. That's a good player. Caulfield was my pick uh, before the season started, so I'm feeling like a fucking jackass. I'm actually – After what he did last year in the playoffs, I mean – I'm not going to say it, but I did kind of say a couple of breaks on Caulfield in the playoffs last year. I said, okay. He said it like eight times, and then Caulfield kept scoring. (laughs) He was he was thrown in there. Nobody like nobody knew who he was really. They knew he could score and shit. But now they're like, okay, he's legit. So we got to kind of pay attention to him. And they are. And he hasn't scored yet. So while we're talking about betting, I'm just going to give myself a little pat in the back because thanks to the the Red Wings and Columbus hitting the over, I just hit a nice little parlay. Hell yeah, love Love that for you, boy. It's four days in a row, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to start increasing my bets from five dollars. <laughs> the underdog app as well, doing over unders. I hit another one yesterday for the NFL slates. We just Pretty got good. down here in Florida. We just got the um, the, the they call it, what is it the Hard Rock Sportsbook app or whatever. So we have like oh, an app now that we can use oh, in Florida. It's the, the best thing ever, man. Yeah, so cool. Can't wait for that to happen in Minnesota. Well, I uh, I took the over on the uh, Oklahoma Baylor game, so we know how that went for me. Mm. Jesus, yeah, what a, a big, a big twelve a defensive that, struggle. Who would have guessed? Yeah, who would have guessed? Right. Yeah, between yeah Oklahoma too. Like, come on now, who, who would have seen that coming? And and yeah, Baylor, who's very well known for their uh, oh yeah the aggressive defense, defense and yeah. Oklahoma's stellar defense this season. Right. right. Just, <laughs> actually, all jokes aside, Oklahoma's defense is actually out. pretty good this year. Their offense sucks, but their defense their defense is really good at giving up chunky points and chunks. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Well, uh, gentlemen, where uh, where can the lovely folks that are listening to the Wild Takes podcast find uh, find the two of you? Uh, on Twitter at David Dwork for all the my daily coverage of the Panthers and pretty much anything I do, it gets filtered uh, through Twitter. Um, my podcast is called Chirping the Cats. You can download it anywhere <laughs> uh, you find your podcasts. Uh, all my written work is on local10.com and uh, you can download the local 10 app as well. And same with Ian's work. Um, and then pretty soon I'm going to be launching a YouTube show every Monday at two o'clock called odd man rush. Uh, that's going to be just a weekly Panther show as well. Uh, so I guess this is cool. I'm getting my, uh, my visual chops yeah. here. Cause usually everything I record is just on the microphone. So breaking news too. Now that, uh, you know, we can finally publicly announce that the, uh, the YouTube show is on its way. Yes, it's. Uh, I think we're going to launch it a week from today. I think that's the plan, um, and it's it's cool, right? Just uh, that's a, kind of all I felt for a while now is whether it's me or whether it's somebody else. The more Panthers coverage, the more attention, the more fans. It's just it's great for the team. It's great for the game. So I'm I'm always excited when I see more Panthers content out there, and I'm I'm uh, very happy and proud to, that I can be a part of it. And now I'll Brady bunch it down to Ian. <laughs> Thanks, David. Uh, that was really I, cute. Uh, thank you. I, uh, if you want to see me retweet a lot of what David writes, uh, <laughs> at, 
at Ian Margle WPLG on Twitter uh, or at Ian Margle. I've got both. Honestly, I just tweet from whichever one is accidentally up on my phone. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I most of my uh, most of my tweeting is a little bit more uh, fan fan esque and and fanaticy. Uh, David tends to be a little more professional because he's the one that the team actually deals with. Stop uh, talking so- shit, Ian. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's where you can find it. And yeah, I always, I always uh, push David's stuff because uh, David's too humble to admit uh, all the unbelievable work he does while having a young child and uh, a full-time job outside of his full-time Panthers coverage. So I always, whenever, whenever I get asked to do any podcasts, I always, I always say I'm not, you know, Normally I say, let David do it instead of me. But for this one, I wasn't letting him get on without me. So <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. The check's in the mail. As yeah, it always is. I love it. Thank you both gentlemen. It's, uh, it's been truly a pleasure having, uh, having the two of you on. Thank you. Thank you for the invite, man. I yeah. appreciate it. And appreciate I appreciate the, the pre-show strip tease as well. <laughs> what did I miss? Oh, you missed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I missed it too. Don't worry. Zuch. <laughs> All right, big thanks to uh, to Ian and, and and Dave both. Uh, that was awesome. We love uh, love getting to just talk some shit, and uh, especially when you know it's uh, you, you're just going back and forth and, and having a good time. Uh, and and it's always fun too when when the uh, people that don't watch your team as as like people from other fan other other fan bases are telling you that your team is good. Always nice to right. hear. Um, Zooch, before we get out of here, uh, let's rock and roll, man. What's your wild take? All right, Dev, are you ready for a very wild take that has nothing I'm, to do with the wild? I'm so very much looking forward to this. All right, so the Minnesota Vikings have been very, very disappointing this season, yet find themselves at 4-5, and five, a very big rivalry game next week in which they win by 10-plus points. I think, the, I think the Minnesota Vikings, they finally put it all together next week, and they go out. I don't, I'm not going to say they throttle the Packers, but I do think it's 10-plus points. I think it's going to oh be a boy. good game. Um, and I don't think we lose until we play the Rams. And uh, we're not going to run the table, obviously, all the way through the season. They're going to have two very tough games late season to kind of determine if they're going to, you know, be a top six, possibly five team, depending on how the Cardinals do. The Cardinals have kind of looked shitty the past couple weeks now. Well, they've um, been missing their best two players. Agreed. Always, hey, I hear you. I, I agree with you, but – they still have lost, so they're opening the door for teams behind them like the Rams. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm back on the Vikes train. This game this week really made me believe that with how many people do they have out on defense, for God's sake. And they're missing what, five, six starters? And they didn't skip a beat. They played very right. well. They shit, that was probably the best game they played all season. Right when they usually falter and they go on to lose games, they didn't, and they slammed the door shut, and I think they're going to grow off that. I think they finally learned, too, Justin Jefferson. Shit, just throw the ball up to the guy four or five times a game, and he'll go down and get get you down the field. So yeah. let's hope that continues. I mean, obviously I'm not going to sit here and say it's 100% fact, but I think if they play the way they did last week, they got a lot of favorable matchups coming up, starting with the Packers at home. I like it. I like it. I am ready to get hurt again. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I, I'm fully assuming we're <laughs> going to lose now the next five games. Now yeah, you totally just distance. fucking jinxed us. But, yeah, but uh, the Lions but yeah. and Bears are not good, so I think having them out on the schedule, 49ers don't look great either, if we're going to be completely honest. I mean, they've no. very, 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 very mad, so yep, we'll yeah. take that matchup. Yep, exactly. All right, Um, before we get out of here, quick, quick, uh, quick programming note. Uh, this is going to be it for this week. Busy, busy week as uh, Zooch is getting himself a little house this week. Yeah. So, uh, so we will just be we're just doing the one long episode this week, and um, and then we'll be back probably with one more just uh, long episode next week, just because you know Thanksgiving. But then in two weeks we'll be back to the the two episode a week uh, schedule, and it's going to be super super fun. In the meantime, be sure to go and uh, and, and check out uh, 10ktakesmn.com for all of your latest uh, content over from Ten Thousand Takes. And definitely make sure to get your tickets to uh, Cup Snake Night, where the Arizona Coyotes will be coming to town to play your Minnesota Wild. $35 gets you a t-shirt, tickets to the game, gets you uh, on the ice for uh, for some, some pictures, 
pre-game photo shoot. A little pre-game photo shoot. It's an unbelievable, unbelievable value. You're going to watch the wild absolutely shit pump a team. Who doesn't love <laughs> yeah. that? And you're going to get to drink a bunch of beer and be a part of American history, North American history. The uh, Wikipedia has already mentioned that uh, 10,000 takes is responsible for the longest cup snake in North America. And now we're going to be responsible for the first and also longest cup snake in North America inside of a hockey game. So it's going to be just an electric atmosphere. You definitely want to be a part of that. Can't recommend it enough. Now it's time for my wild take. Um, my wild take, we, uh, I'm looking at the, the wild schedule here this, this week here. And the Wild play four games before the uh, the next episode of the Wild Takes podcast will uh, will come out. They play San Jose Sharks, uh, Dallas Stars, at Florida Panthers, at Tampa Bay Lightning. We touched on all that with uh, with Ian yep. and David. Zuch, I don't know if you're ready for this. Our boy, our beloved Soviet savior, Kirill Kaprizov, is going to get a hat trick in one of those four games. You heard it here first. I don't know which one. I hope it's Dallas because that would be very funny, but that's what's going to happen. It's going to happen. Suter at least once. I, I feel it, dude. I, yeah. I just feel it. It would be very funny, uh, but you can book it. You heard it here first. One hat trick, Kirill Kaprizov in the next four games, and hopefully that will get everybody to shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, it's going to be cool seeing Ryan Suter come back too. No, yeah, no love. Uh, there's, there's no hate for Ryan Suter. He was a good. Uh, Good player for this franchise. Yeah. Did a lot of things for us. Absolutely. And you know what? I think the Wild, looking back at it, we probably made the right choice. I think Goligoski, yeah. he struggled probably, what, the last couple games maybe? I mean, if you yeah, want to fine. struggling. He's coming back from injury. Right. I mean, he's been fine. And he's a little bit better offensively too. So now we got that going. Pinches, I mean, for the best. Exactly. So it's good to have uh, Ryan Suter back in town for a game. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. It's going to be super fun. Um, thank you very much for listening to the Wild Takes podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Make sure to go to betteredge.com. Use promo code 10K for 10 free dollars so you can go and try and take some of mine and Zuch's money. Uh, it's going to be super fun. And yeah, thanks for listening. Long live the piss missile.